Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bite Sized Reviews. My name is Nita, and this is a podcast where we rate things on a scale of 0 to 255 in decibel, or from all zeros to all ones, but like 8 bits in binary. So yeah, welcome to the first episode. This is season two of a 52-bit podcast. We're going to be rating things. Feel free to send in any things you're interested in seeing rated, and I'll keep track of it in a spreadsheet. And I'll let you guys know the rankings of the new things every single week. So this week, we're going to be rating three things. We're first going to be rating the concept of binary, car dealerships, and then New Year's Eve celebrations. So I wanted to start with rating things in binary just to kind of explain the scale that we're on, as well as just give you a short talk about binary. For those of you who don't know, binary is just a way to represent numbers. So we represent things in base 10. For any number you can think of, there's like a base version of it. And what that means is that for every place, so like ones place, tens place, hundredths place, in decimal, there is an equivalent ones place, twos place, fours place, eight place in like binary, or like one, 16, etc. in in hex. So that's kind of how it works. And you can read them differently. So in, in decimal, that's the one we use. So I can say like 10, 500, 3000, whatever. In binary, you can read the bits one by one. So each place, so like the ones place, twos place, fours place, etc. has two options. It can have a value of zero or one. And if you're converting a, a number from decimal to binary, you want to see how many of those like places will be filled with something. And that number that you get in binary should add up to the decimal version of that number. So for example, if we had the number six, so six with powers of two, essentially each, each place in binary is like a power of two. So two to zero, two to one, two to two, etc. Six is made up of four which is two to the second power, and two, which is two to the first power. So when you write six, which is just six ones in decimal in binary, you'll write one, one, zero. That's four, two, zero, technically. So that's kind of how that works. We have set the scale on this ranking sheet in binary, and it has eight places. So for those of you who don't know, for data, there are eight bits in a byte. So that's why this is called the bite-sized reviews. I think it's funny. Please let me think I'm funny. But with that, each one of these had to be placed in a specific order because with binary, each place has a different amount of significance. So the two to the zero place, so the the least significant place is cinematicism. So that basically equals one. If it has a, a true or a one there, it's a one. In the two to the first place is the personal rankings. So if that is there, you get two points, basically. Two to the second place is reability. So the ability to redo something, reuse it, rewatch it, etc. Um, is in the four place, two to the second. Shareability is in the two to the third, so that's eight. So shareability, being able to share something. Amusement, if it's amusing, that's in the one, two, three, two to the fourth place, I think. So that should be 16. Dogs is in two to the fifth, which I believe is 32. Enjoyable is in two to the sixth, 
which should be 64, and goodness is 128. So if you add all of those together, if all of those are 1, so it's 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, we'll have a number of 255. If it's all zeros, you'll have zero. So that's how that works if you were converting it back to decimal. So that's kind of binary, like a very high nutshell. <laughs> I wish I had paper and pencil, but this is a podcast, so you can't actually see me. But to rate binary on its usefulness or, you know, anything, I guess we'll we'll rank it right now. For binary, I'm going to take each of these things that we add to the list and rank them without any context to anything else that we're ranking. So it's not like I'm ranking binary versus cardio ships. It's just binary. The first point is goodness. Is there a net goodness out in the world because of binary? Yes, I think there is. You know, without binary, we wouldn't be able to communicate via ones and zeros, which is what computers use to store data. And computers have made the world a lot better of a place. So I'm going to give binary a goodness of one. Enjoyableness. I don't think binary is super enjoyable. I guess if you if you talk to somebody who like really enjoys converting decimal to binary and vice versa, like I did back in academic bowl when I was in like 10th grade, or like somebody who really, really likes to code in, in, in like very low level languages, maybe they like it, but uh, I don't think binary is very enjoyable per se. I'm going to give it a zero. The next ranking is dogs. So I don't actually know if dogs have a concept of numbers. Like if you say you're going to give a dog a treat, do they know if they're getting one treat or five treats? Don't really know. So I don't actually know if they would understand the concept of binary either. I do know most dogs I know are either happy or sad. So they kind of have a, a binary of emotions, but I don't know if they have like a binary of like everything, like a concept of binary. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a zero. I don't think dogs care about binary at all amusement i i don't know binary <laughs> i feel like binary is not enjoyable but it does have some sort of amusement with it i feel like anything that isn't base 10 can be amusing especially if you mess it up I've definitely read binary numbers as hex and vice versa and that's always fun so i think there's some level of amusement in that i'm gonna give it that Shareability wise, binary is very shareable. It's pretty easy to teach people binary. I, as I said, I used to convert numbers from decimal to binary and vice versa for academic bowl. And I actually learned about binary my freshman year of high school. And I didn't really understand why I was doing it. I was just doing it. I think I also learned base three for some reason, which isn't ever used. Nobody needs to know it. But um, on that topic, I think binary is pretty shareable because Another 14-year-old taught me binary, so I'm going to go with that. Reability definitely seems high because I you just I don't think it's you're able to like remake binary, but I think you're able to reuse it all the time. And by that I mean I use binary every day in my job. So I'm going to I'm going to give it reability of 1. Personal ranking I'm going to be honest. So I work with hex numbers, decimal, hex numbers, decimal numbers, 8-bit numbers. I But I think binary is my favorite just because I usually can't mess it up. But if you're trying to make a very long number, like a 32-bit wide bus, it like makes sense to do that in like hex or something that isn't binary because binary would just, you just have to be counting out all the zeros and ones. But I, I do enjoy, I feel like I mess up the least when I use actual binary. <laughs> And cinematicism. There is no cinematicism. There's no like no like intrigue or anything with binaries. So I don't I don't really know 
I think that one deserves a zero. There's not any like hoo-ha. It's just like zeros or ones, you know, very, very simple, very simple matter. So yeah, binary on the scale has a binary ranking of one, zero, zero, one, 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 zero. And that in decimal is 158. On to our next thing for this week, we'll be ranking car dealerships. So I bring this up because my roommate is searching for a car and my car recently got stolen. If anyone sees a 2004 Honda CRV, please let me know. Um, it was stolen in Texas. It's a lovely car. It's been in our family since I, you know, we got it. We were the ones who bought it and I learned to drive on it. My brother learned to drive on it. So if anyone finds that car, please let me know because I love that car. But, you know, I don't have a car. My roommate is looking for a car. And eventually, you know, my car was really old. My dad was going to have to buy a car and I was going to buy his car off of him. So we know a lot about car dealerships now is what I'm saying, because my roommate is searching for a car. And the trips have been interesting, to say the least. The market's definitely different than the last time my family bought a car, which I think was a lot more fun. I feel like now it's a little more stressful or maybe it's just because I'm now like, you know, focusing on it rather than just kind of being there and being like, this is car comfy. I like it. Okay. But car dealerships, I, you know, they honestly annoy me a lot, especially now. I feel like they're a very exhausting endeavor to go into because you first have to research the car you want. And then, you know, once you figure out what type of car you want, you have to go make sure that you like it and you can drive it correctly. So obviously you need to go into test drive. But once you get in there, I feel like there's so many bells and whistles and things that a car salesman tries to do to get you into something you may or may not like better. And also because their commission is based off of what you buy, that it's kind of exhausting, honestly. And from what I can understand now, cars are a lot more customizable and they've kind of stripped them down to like the bare bones and then you add accessories on top of that, which is very shocking to me because I feel like back in like 2004, as I said, when we bought the lovely 2004 Honda CRV silver all-wheel drive car, it came with all of the accessories. Like I don't think we had to buy a cargo mat and mud flaps and all-weather mats on the side. I think we did buy a, a like steering wheel cover, but like that was it. We didn't end up spending like hundreds of dollars on the on quote unquote on the side for things that are generally a part of the car. So that part of the process I also really don't like. And then also on top of that, I don't really understand the process of buying a car. Because I've always been too young to really like understand how that works. So now that I'm old enough to understand money and know that people want my money, I'm really not a fan of that. But the car dealership is the place you can test drive the car and eventually bring a car home that you like. So I guess that is some good. I just wish I didn't have to deal with a person who was trying to sell me something I didn't want. So I think net goodness in the world, you know, compared to like public transit, buying a car online, literally anything else, I'm, I'm going to give car dealerships a zero, honestly, in goodness. Really not, really not great. Not a fan, honestly. Enjoyable. I also don't think they're enjoyable. Not, not super fun to go to a car dealership. So that also is going to get a zero. Dogs? I, I'm not sure dogs would enjoy car dealerships. I'm going to be honest. I think dogs enjoy cars and I, I've seen enough dogs like stare out a window excitedly and like, you know, you know, put their head out when the car is going to act like they're running to know that they enjoy cars. But I don't, I don't think car dogs would enjoy car dealerships. It just doesn't seem like a fun endeavor for anyone. So I'm going to give that a zero also. I will give car dealerships a one in amusement. I do think 
dealing with a car salesman is amusing. They usually are pretty interesting people and they're usually pretty excited because they want to get you in a car. And then the amusement, I think, also comes from the fact that you have to argue with somebody who then argues with somebody else to get you a car. Like you're not even arguing with the car salesman to get a car. You're arguing with the car salesman to go like argue with the people in the back to get you a car which is just a fascinating concept to me. It's very amusing to me personally. Obviously, when you're in it, it's not fun. Shareability. I don't think you can share car dealerships, but you can share the experience of going to a car dealership with people. My parents have always brought me along when they went to buy their cars, and now my roommate has brought me along when she's buying her car. And it's definitely a shareable experience. I think that one I'm going to give it I uh, definitely shareable. I don't know if you want to do it again, though. So reability wise, you definitely can. You definitely can go to a car dealership a lot of times. But like from what I've seen, you don't really want to. Also, the second they have your email address, they're going to bother you a lot anyway. So I'm going to give it a zero reability. I don't ever want to go again. Personal ranking. I think we all see this. It's a it's a big old zero for me. I'm not a fan of <laughs> going car shopping. It's just not that fun. But, you know, it happens. We got to do it. So, you know, you, you just put up with it. Put up with the pain while you have to. Yep. And cinematicism. I, car dealerships are very fancy, I feel like. And they're also very clean. Their coffee machines vary. And some of them have popcorn machines. So I almost feel like that's cinematicism. You know, you have a popcorn maker. That's like close enough. So I'm going to give that a one. Giving car dealerships a ranking of 00011001. They have a decimal ranking of 25 on the bite-sized reviews list. Amazing. The last thing we're going to review this week is New Year's Eve celebrations. So by the way, everybody, Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful New Year. We did. We rang in the New Year here at home watching all of Cobra Kai, (laughs) the new season, season four, in one night. Definitely a choice. Wouldn't recommend. Uh, Please go to bed at like a reasonable time. I think we went to sleep at 2 a.m., which in hindsight on New Year's Eve day, or I'm sorry, New Year's Day, isn't super late, but it's still exhausting. Either way, though, super fun. Most New Year's Eves, I'm going to be honest, I am at home and my parents and I watch the ball drop in New York City. And then right afterwards, my parents go to bed and I stay up till midnight and then I go to bed. So... I don't usually celebrate New Year's Eve. If I do, it's it's pretty lax, as I said. This year, <laughs> we just watched Cobra Kai. So I've never been to like a New Year's Eve party or anything. Um, I've heard they're good. Not too sure if that's uh, from reputable sources, but I hope whoever goes has fun. New Year's Eve celebrations, though, ranking-wise, I think they do put a goodness into the world. I think it's nice to celebrate I'm a fan of celebrating, honestly, no matter what. I I do want to, like, celebrate and enjoy what's going on. And I think New Year's Eve celebrations do that. They're like, let's ring in the last day of the year. Enjoy. They seem pretty enjoyable. I, even though we don't do much at home, I still enjoy celebrating New Year's Eve up till midnight and then going to bed. And it's also just a nice time to hang out with people that you like, no matter what night it is, you know? I will say for the dogs category, I'm going to give this a zero. From what I know, dogs don't like New Year's Eve. And by that, I mean dogs don't like fireworks. So, wow, we're zero uh, for three on dogs this time. Man, dogs, uh, at least in my opinion, probably don't like a lot of the things that I chose for this. But it's okay. We'll get them next time. They'll enjoy something. New Year's Eve celebrations, amusement. I, I think there's a lot of amusement in New Year's Eve celebrations, even if you're not like 
as I said, at a party or anything, there's always like stuff going on. Um, for example, we watch the ball drop every year for, from New York. And there's like an hour or two of performances that night. There's like, I think last year or this year, TikTok rang in the new year with like a live stream. It was really wild. And there's just like a lot of things you can do at a New Year's celebration. A lot of people to contact. So I, I think amusement wise, it's really good. Shareability wise, I'm going to give it a one. Also, you're able to share New Year's Eve celebrations with people. I think it's uh, more fun with people than it is without, but somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. That's my personal opinion. I do think you're able to, you know, reability, you know, do it every year. You can definitely have a New Year's Eve celebration every year because we have a New Year's every year. I hope. Otherwise, been in the same year for a very long time. Who knows? My personal ranking for New Year's Eve celebrations, I'm going to give them one. Even though I don't like, you know, go hard, I still really enjoy New Year's Eve celebrations. I think they're, I think they're a fun time. And finally, cinematicism. New Year's Eve celebrations are kind of extra. I'm going to be honest. Even, you know, if you ignore the fireworks that happen, they're like a little ridiculous. I'm going to give them a one. Even if it happens in your own backyard, I think they're absurd. So our New Year's Eve celebration comes in with a 1101-1111 binary ranking, which is 223 in decimal, putting us at New Year's Eve celebrations being the first on the list for the rankings, binary being in a close second, only about 70 off, and car dealerships being in third, dead last, with 25 in decimal. So, yeah. That's uh that's our first three rankings for the year. As I said, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all stick around. I hope you all enjoy this as well. Let me know if there's anything you want ranked from a scale of 0 to 255 or 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0 to 1111111 in binary. And we can definitely do it. Feel free to send any comments, questions, concerns, funny joke, photos of your favorite car to either 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52 bit podcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. And that's it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. Bye.